Well, here we are. Only this time, I am not alone. I've got a guest and I cannot wait for you to meet them. Let's get started. Hey everybody, it's Deb Laflamme and I am so excited. I'm here with the Market Your Biz Better podcast, only this time it's a casual conversation with someone I'm so excited for you to meet. I know that after this podcast episode, you guys are going to run to social media and to her website to learn more about her and her business. So welcome, Allison DiRienzo. How are you? Doing well. Hi, Deb. So glad you're here. And Thank you. A little bit about why I wanted you on as a guest of the Market Your Biz Better podcast. And then I'll pass you the torch and you can tell us a little bit about you and your business. And then, of course, I'm going to get into all those questions that I love to ask my guests about their relationship with marketing. So first of all, you guys, um, I'm excited because I have, I met Allison last fall, actually last summer, I think we connected or maybe late spring. Yeah. As I, is that right? Right. And because yeah, I, right. Um, I decided to apply to be on a panel at a conference, the Metro West Women's Network Conference, which was amazing. It was my first time going and I was so excited to be um, on a panel with some pretty talented marketers, but most importantly, my, <laughs> my MC, we'll call her, <laughs> facilitator um, was Allison. And she was amazing. We organized the questions and we knew who was gonna be answering and I really liked her style. I loved her energy. And I became connected to her and her business partner and their brand. And I just love what we can do when we connect more deeply with not only people who we want to market to, but people that we want to collaborate with. And so I'm excited that she said yes when I asked her to be on the podcast. So Allison, tell us about you and a little bit about your business. Absolutely. Thank you for that warm, um, mutual feelings that you shared because I felt the exact same way um, when we met on the panel. And I, I think that what we do is so synergistic. So I love that you yeah. do that about collaborating. Yeah. Uh, so I am co-founder of Wolf Dog Marketing. We're basically a one-stop digital marketing shop and our goal is to really create meaningful web design. We do professional branding and then pull that all together into digital marketing programs for brands and businesses. Yep. And um, we also just really focus on helping brands to figure out who they are so that they can tell an authentic story and do it in the right places. I love that. And actually, since being connected to you and to Wolf Dog Marketing, I feel like I have a front row seat to the products and the logos and the branding and the designing the websites of all of your clients and like some of them I've like I'm, I fall in love with some of the designs that come out of your team and so let me just say that when you guys got together as a team which I know we're going to hear more about you were so aligned my gosh like the voice and everything like it couldn't be a better partnership so if you wouldn't mind share with us a little bit about you know your like you keep talking about branding and being authentic and marketing. What is your relationship with marketing? Like, what's your history with marketing? Yeah. So, well, prior to starting Wolf Dog, I spent um, over a decade building and growing big, really big brands, brands that have really big budgets and exposure. I worked on an online gaming property for Turner Broadcasting for a while. I worked on Maybelline at L'Oreal. 
building that brand. And then at the TJX companies, I worked on AJ Wright and TJ Maxx. So I had the opportunity to see what, when you have access to all this, you know, research and data and um, budgets that can support storytelling, just how effective you can be. And when Jen and I came together and started Wolf Dog, we found that there was really this need and a niche for small to medium-sized businesses to have that same ability to tell those stories and reach the right people um, and do it in a way that set them apart from the competition or other people in the industry, but that they didn't you know, necessarily have the big budgets that yeah. our brands or companies do. So that really made us feel like what we were doing was going to help us to impact at a level that you know, you can't necessarily do when you work at a big company, but when you're working with these businesses, basically one-on-one with the owner or a key stakeholder at this, you know, smaller, medium-sized company, you actually become a part of their team. You become an extension of, of their business and you, and you really want them to win and they see you that way. So, you know, as a result, we really found that taking the time up front and asking yourself as a business owner or you know as the leader of a brand those questions that kind of seem a little bit silly but that help you to really define who you are then helps inform all those other decisions about marketing and it takes out a lot of subjective and helps you to think about okay is this the right voice for our brand is our brand you know your best friend is it more authoritative and then you're able to make decisions about the type of marketing you should be doing the type of channels you should be in and that really kind of is how we developed what you know what we think is a strong relationship with with branding with marketing so do you find i mean when it, when you go to work every day or you're working with these small to mid-sized businesses i mean do you feel really deeply connected with their brand because of the work that you do with them yeah, absolutely. We we really become like a team member. And yeah. it's is it funny, Jen and I were saying, I, we've learned so much about so many different ind- industries and it's it's so interesting and you see that people have a passion for what they do. You know, most people start a business um, not, you know, because they think it's going to be so easy and they're just going to make all this money, right? It's that they're yeah. They're so passionate about something, you know, whether it's a service industry or a creative industry, they're so passionate about a service or a product and they want to take a big risk and put everything on the line to, you know, make that their life's work. And so we're really honored to be a part of that process with brands. And we really do feel like we're a part of it. Yeah. So what, tell me a little bit about maybe a couple industries that you've supported with your business, with the, all the digital marketing that you guys do. Give my listeners an idea of like the different types of industries that you've supported. Yeah, I, we are really like industry agnostic. We've worked across um, industries. So we have done a lot of work with um, the fitness industry and the martial arts industry. Um, mm-hmm. I have a like secondary connection in that industry. Um, and a passion, as does Jen. So that's definitely um, an industry where we started to do a lot of work and continue to do a lot of work. Um, But we really run across the gamut. We do home service industries. We help a lot of e-com, so a lot of brands that sell products online. Uh, Definitely retail. I have a background in retail, so I have an extra interest in retail as well, so we work with a lot of retail industries. And then um, women-owned businesses, you know, I think 
women are definitely drawn to our vibe and how we believe in sort of the storytelling again, not to overuse that word, but uh, how that relates to women and how they're empowered in their businesses. So we definitely work with a lot of women owned businesses, but it's not necessarily the majority of our clients. It's definitely an even spread. Yeah. Speaking of stories, since you said storytelling, why don't you share with us, I love this story, the story behind the wolf dog name. Yeah. So when Jen and I were first working together, we actually, I asked her to help me on a project. We were going to rebrand everything for my husband's business. And I had a lot of the ideas, but Jen is really our tech, the technical creative powerhouse and she could create everything. Yeah. So she, she was interested and we spent a lot of late nights working at my husband's martial arts school in the office on projects and we would start talking to people in there and all of a sudden they would you know be really curious about what we're doing and we'd say oh you know we're doing a redesign we're building a website for the dojo and for the kickboxing program and then they would say well i'm, I'm actually a business owner and i was looking to do a new website so we started to get all these projects started to snowball and we decided okay finally time to create something right we need to create a business and who we are so we sat around thinking of all these horrible combinations of like our initials, you know, like jelly, just awful, like, you know, <laughs> different things to call the business name. And we will not agree if it was Jen or myself who landed on it. But one of us said we should just call ourselves Wolf Dog because everybody comes to my husband's office initially to pet the wolves and then they start talking to us. Right. And we stopped for a second and we we're like, that's actually, that's actually really good. Um, and the more we looked into it, and read about, you know, kind of what do, what do people think about when they hear the word wolf dog? It seemed to really symbolize who we are. You know, they're loyal, they're fierce, caring, compassionate, they want to win. And that is really our essence at the core. So mm. we utilize, uh, our logo is actually a photo taken of one of, so uh, well, technically my dogs are uh, Alaskan Malamutes, but they're very reminiscent of a wolf dog. Mm -hmm it's a photo of one of my dogs that Jen turned into, um, she created art out of it, which is, is really cool. And, and we weave actual imagery of them, but also like the story uh, about wolves or symbols, you know, metaphors and use the symbolism of wolves to really explain and tell who we are in the social space. And it resonates really, really well with our audience. Yeah. No, it, I mean, everything about you guys, I mean, how many times you said that people see things about wolves or quote they send it to you right like it's it's out there and people are like yep i i get it yeah we just um somebody gave us at the holidays it was so cute it's like this little big kind of like a pencil case holder and it has a big wolf on it like stuff like you know anytime anyone sees anything or clients see stuff they'll send it our way and um and it's Great really branding yeah and it's really memorable you know people will say they'll call us all the all the wolf dogs you know we hear that a lot and um you know if you're you know lucky enough to have a business that maybe has a memorable name like that then you should definitely get as much mileage out of it as you can um but if you don't there's a lot of ways to create that and again yep. just back to defining who you are and how you're going to tell that story yep it's, uh, yeah i think that's a really good point if you are if it's possible to have a name to go with your brand that is memorable, then do it. Because I mean, this goes back to what we were talking about, Allison, about standing out from everybody else like you, because 
There are. I mean, there are millions of one-stop digital marketing agencies in the world, right? <laughs> that what is makes, Right. What makes Wolf Dog Wolf Dog is the people, the branding, the voice, the messaging, your approach. I would love actually for you to talk a little about like your approach as business owners, as partners, and how you work um, together to build that strong, because you guys have a really strong reputation in the community. I know you're based in Massachusetts, but I'm guessing you can work with anyone in the world, right? Yeah, we do. We have, um, you know, it's not the lion's share of our clients, but we have a fair percentage that is in different states across the U.S. or that, you know, and that we never meet in person. Yeah. So share a little bit about like that approach that's helped you guys build that strong reputation. Um, because I have to say, sometimes I, I'll see someone who I'm connected to online, which is funny because there's actually one in mind that I should have mentioned offline, which I will after, but <laughs> I saw their website and then I realized you had done it. And I was like, yes, like that makes so much sense. And you know, like what is it that you guys do that helps you build that strong reputation? I mean, how many... I don't know how to explain it, but it is strong and it is fierce and it is loyal and this market is competitive. So how do you guys stand out? I think that we realized really early on that you can't be everything to everyone. So yes. instead of trying to play, you know, to the uh, leaning more on the women's conversation, if we're in a room full of women, go that way, play it down when we're in a room full of men, um, yep. you know, try to act like we're experts in the, you know, home services industries. If we're with that type of prospect, we realize that that is totally inauthentic and it doesn't work because it's, it's, it's not real. You're putting a show on and people will see through that. So we agreed really on, and I'm lucky that Jen and I are always really aligned on this and we um, rarely butt heads about these types of conversations or at all. Um, but we feel very strongly that you, you know, you need to determine who you are and, and stay true to that. So I think that firstly, people are drawn to us because um, that comes through really strongly. So they really like that we are who we are, you know, when we say who we are, that's who shows up to a meeting or to a conversation or to a phone call um, that they kind of know what they're getting. And and then we extended that, you know, at a community level in the way that we're involved in initiatives that make sense. So we really believe in empowering and in strength and in lifting each other up, even if that means other digital agencies or designers or social media marketers, digital marketers. We believe that you're more successful when you come together and when you yeah. then when you look at everyone as competition. So you will not hear us speak ill of anyone. You will not hear us talk badly about another design or a website. Even if somebody comes in, they're like, I know my website's so horrible. Um, you know, I made it and blah, blah, blah a year. And I think the guy didn't know what he was doing. You know, we never play into that because that's just not who we are. So you know, we, we talk more about like, okay, well, let's look forward. Let's look at what you're trying to do and what you're trying to achieve. So I think people appreciate that. You know, you don't hear us gossiping or, or talking like that. Cause again, that's not the way of the wolf and that's not right. who we are. So we stay really true to that. And then when it comes to actually working with people, you know, everybody's going to have, you know, an instance where you don't have the best experience, but 99.9% .9 of everyone we work with, I would confidently say would turn around and, 
and talk about how respectful we were of the business, of the process, that, you know, we work with integrity. So we don't just pull the, you know, trigger on a project and launch it because, you know, it's time to go. We make sure that who we're working with is absolutely thrilled and it's everything they hoped it would be, you know, before we go live. So, uh, you know, we, we really deliver on that, that core value of, of who we are. And I think that that's really helped in the extension of our reputation, you know, that when people talk about us, they, they talk about how, you know, we are how we present ourselves and that maybe that means we're not for everybody, but for the people that we're for, they're really drawn to us. I also think that from an outsider looking in to your brand, your dream clients want what you've got, right? So mm-hmm. for me, like looking at, as a marketing person myself, I, I look at your brand and go, gosh, I, I, when I have a client that needs what you've got, mm-hmm. I'm your way because who wouldn't want that i mean you guys are walking the walk you're you're designing a certain way you're speaking a certain way you're representing in an authentic way what you do and who you serve and i any any industry any brand in any industry would want just that and i think like if you if you can provide it for your customers like you do consistently then you become a shining star in the market yeah and you know i really believe in and i feel like you'll resonate with this but you know we really believe in setting like a really big goal you know so you know we'll say like you know we wanted to be like in the top three digital agencies or designers you think of in the metro west you know yeah. so like you set those big goals and then think about how you're going to get there and they're not necessarily monetary and they're not you know x number of projects or x number of clients but it's you know we said we want to be the go-to design agency when you're thinking of rebranding or building a new website, um, you know, that people think of us. So what we've done is tried to give people reasons for that to be the case, you know, and it kind of plays into what you're saying. And then on a larger scale, you know, we are able to deliver those same things to, you know, clients in other states. And so, like you said, I think people that are drawn to our vibe, they're drawn to the way we tell stories, they're drawn to the way that we brand and design, they're, they're also going to be interested in working with us and right. people that aren't, it's great because there's tons of other agencies or designers that are out there. I definitely absolutely think that the, the more confident we are as business owners, small business owners, whatever size company, whether you are a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, or you're in a team, the more confident you are about the fact that you are not for everybody, the easier your dream clients it's easier for them to find you and easier for you to say, yep, I want to work with you because it is powerful as a business owner when we get to decide who we work with because we believe in their business. We believe in their brand. We believe in their message, right? Yeah. So much harder to work with people who you don't believe in what they do. And and there's always going to be that case, but aren't we lucky that we can say, you know what, your project, here's somebody that I think you know, would be great for you and your project and, and here's their name and good luck kind of thing. Like it's a, it's a lot of confidence. And I remember a time in my business that that wasn't the case. And oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. felt that way too, right? Absolutely. You know, it's a, it's started a, up. it doesn't, you don't realize that it, it becomes a, a luxury or a payoff of your hard work to be able yeah. to do that because in the beginning, um, you know, it, it's, it's almost like a paying your dues thing, right? I mean, you need to, yeah you need to say yes to as many people as possible so that you can establish uh, 
a working book of business and that you are profitable and all that. So it's, you know, it's not easy to, to say no to people. But the thing that we've really found um, is that, you know, every, not everybody, everybody's money is green in that regard as <laughs> business grows, because what it ends up being is an energy drain or um, a distraction, taking time away from your ability to, to be prospecting more or to be doing better work for the rest mm-hmm. of your clients. And so sometimes the, the money isn't, isn't right because of yeah. the impact that it has across the rest of your business. And that doesn't mean there's necessarily anything wrong with those people or their business. You're just not the right fit. You know, you're not the, the right partnership. And, and we've gotten better at trying to figure out all the ways in the beginning of the courtship, if you will, yes, to, to determine that. But there are times where, you know, you don't know that so you're actually in it. Um, yep. And we do our very best to continue to deliver what we can and be respectful and hopefully, you know, get it to a place where everybody's happy enough, you know, but it's, it's not always easy. You know, I think that right. part is still the thing you learn about running the business is I think more challenging than doing your job, you know, like how to run the business is right. brand is what's really cha- is a challenge. Yeah. This has been coming up a lot in conversations recently with clients about like, did, did they leave out the chapter in the entrepreneur book that running a business was hard? And I was like, yeah, yeah they did. Like, I feel like we should write it because there is that piece where it's like, why is this so hard? I gave up X, Y, and Z to do this and it was supposed to be easy. No, nobody ever said it was easy. They just didn't talk about it. Yeah. And I, I've seen it. I've seen it, excuse me, um, you know, being married to an entrepreneur when I, you know, worked for somebody else. I saw, you know, the blood, sweat, and tears and the amount of hours that go into it. So I I think the good thing is I didn't go in blindly. Like I definitely knew that if I wanted to do something like this, that it had, you have to be all in. And if you don't work, you, you don't get paid. You know, you you can't just clock in and clock out. It's a different level of work. Um, But on the flip side, uh, it's the most rewarding leap I've ever taken. You know, I wake up every day really excited. Like how many people can say they wake up every day really excited to do what they do? You know, I, oh, hope, I, know. I hope that becomes the case for everybody. And the, the the thing that's been, I guess, doubly rewarding on top of that is the people that I've met along the way, like people like yourself that just fire me up, that I can shoot a Facebook message to when I'm trying to figure out a conundrum and <laughs> just totally, totally gets it, totally gets where I'm coming yeah. from. Um, you know, I feel like my whole like universe has been really expanded. I'm very grateful for that. Well, it's funny because, you know, we do wish, I know I do too. I wish that people could feel this feeling every day. Like I, it used to just be, I would get up because I could hear the coffee, but now I get up before the coffee. Right. And so I love that. And I'm, I'm not being cheeky and, you know, I just really feel like this is an, an energy shift and something that everybody deserves, no matter what it is. And this goes back to being inspired right? In your business. So Allison, what, uh, tell me, where do you get your best ideas or inspiration from for your biz? Ooh, that's a good one. I think that one of the things that is important, especially when, if you have a business where you're online a lot is to spend time acting like a consumer. So I definitely spend a lot of time reading a lot of time, um, you know, uh, I call it like follow carefully, like care, you know, carefully you're following, make sure it's positive. It's, it's a yeah. good representation of, you know, social media and the digital landscape. Uh, you know, following that is, and all of that is really important in terms of just 
feeling like you're taking creativity. But I think that a lot of it also comes from, you know, a lot, some of my best ideas just come from the connections, conversations I have in the rest of my life, you know, so the, you know, whether if you have a hobby you really love or the people you love spending time with, if, you know, I think all of that is where you aren't necessarily set up to be in a creative endeavor, but it's really creative. Someone will say something really funny or talk to you about something that's relevant in pop culture and then it sparks an idea. So, you know, even watching TV is not a bad thing to do, you know, zoning out and letting um, yeah. another, like watching another story and in finding creativity in that. I think it's, it's letting the, the world and your day to day inspire you and being open to it, being open to receiving ideas or messages, you know, from your daily. Right. I love that. And we all, we definitely all find inspiration in different places and different times. And so I think it's important. And, and one that I always like to bring up is you've got to identify what it is that inspires you because oftentimes some of our best ideas come from that place of inspiration and passion. And the, uh, most recently when we had a snowstorm, you actually shared a video of the dogs <laughs> yeah. in the backyard. And like that for me was like, oh, like I had that moment where of, of joy, pure joy, watching the dogs in the snow, like in, in their natural habitat in Massachusetts. Right. But, yeah. um, right. Like, so I was surprised that you didn't say the dogs, but I'm sure they in some way yeah. day are inspiring your business, your brand. But I love that you went to a different place of zoning out, like checking out of your work, right? Like we're yeah. so attached to technology that I would say at least 80% of my inspiration comes when I'm completely detached, like either in the woods with the dog or at a beach or in the shower. Sometimes I get some of my best ideas in the shower. I get no ideas in the shower. Really? So yeah. funny. And I even have one of those pads that go in the shower that you can write on. Because so how, clever. What a that's how yeah, that's how frequently they come. So I think for me, it's um, like, I'm just an extremely physical person. So yeah. um, I work out a lot. I do martial arts. I'm I, like, I really like to hit things. Like I'm very, yeah. very physical. So I get a lot of um, energy, brain energy, even if I, it's, you know, if you try to be mindful in a moment where you're obviously hitting something or someone, you know, you don't want to zone out, but right. I get a lot of like, um, brain energy, sort of riding that endorphin wave after. And I think there's a lot of creativity. It's funny what you said about the dogs. It's like an Oscar speech where I left out, you know, thanking my husband. Um, <laughs> you, know, you like thank right? everybody but your spouse. Um, yeah, 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 I get a lot of inspiration from the dogs. It's so funny. I just think of them almost as like an extension of my whole life. I take them yeah. everywhere. I, it's a little, it's a little much probably, but I take them everywhere and do everything with them. So I almost think of them as just like children. Uh, but I do get a lot of, you know, ideas you know, from them because they are kind of at the essence of how I, you know, think about everything, yep. um, you know, but I think sometimes people feel like the, they don't give themselves that permission to like sit and read a book. And I know that, you know, people have very busy lives. They don't have children yet. So I understand it. This is different, you know, for everybody, but even just taking, you know, like five minutes and saying, it's totally okay to watch some trashy TV or whatever it is that just, yep you check out for a second because I know and I'm sure you feel the same way as somebody who's online all the time for their job yeah it is very hard to detach from it I'm on social media probably like 70% of my day so sometimes mm -hmm. I actually have to say to myself like put your phone away for an hour like leave it somewhere because yeah 
it's not it's not healthy to not detach every once in a while. I I know. I I I'll since you're laying it out, I'll lay it out too. I'm not sure about my percentage, but um sometimes I'm in a place and I'm like, uh, I don't think I put my phone down and the refreshing that I do sometimes, I'm like, oh, like, what am I waiting to see or hear? But I'm always pleasantly surprised when I do detach and I come back like to it the next day, or even if I sometimes don't open my laptop all weekend, which is amazing. I mean, we are lucky we can use our smartphones, but mm -hmm. I don't open my, like, it's amazing how refreshed I feel when I do take a break. And I love audiobooks. I mean, I just, but oh, good one. I forgot to listen to it. Yeah. Listen to a chapter of an audio book and I feel like a totally different person. It's basically like the reason I go to the gym, Allison, is so that someone is telling me what to do for one hour. Yeah. That. I love that someone else is telling, I don't have to think about anything. Right. So it's zone of like checking out for an hour and it's great. Super, super good. Good. Yeah. Enough. And podcasts like, oh, I don't know. Yeah market your bid better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you gotta look at that. <laughs> no, but I think that it's really, it's important and okay to take inspiration from other, you know, other people and finding out what, you know, what inspires you. Like there might be a great book or a great podcast or something you listen to and you're like, I don't know what everybody's talking about. That didn't speak to me. That's fine. You know, find, yeah. find what it is that does speak to you and, and then utilize and harness that to be yeah. inspired. But I think that, all too often, people tend to want to shy away from their own industry, taking inspiration from their own industry because it's competition. And I think that's a, that's a huge miss. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, like, you know, listening to other people that do what you do or following their pages or, you know, reading content that they put out, that's, that is a great way to be inspired and, you know, to maybe even find other people to connect with, grow your circle. Yep. Yeah, actually, um, uh, we'll wrap up on that because I do think that oftentimes when I, when I have a uh, coaching group and like, let's say there's eight spots, I'll always get someone who's maybe in say the real estate industry. We'll use them as an example. Okay. And a realtor will come to me and be like, do you have any other realtors in the group? Because I don't want to be with any other realtors. I don't want to, I don't want more than one realtor to learn what you're teaching. And uh, this has never actually happened with a realtor, but I'm using okay. <laughs> Yeah, it, it could happen. But um, the reality is I teach what I teach to thousands of people every day and everybody's interpretation of it will be their own. And as long as you are being, and the big word of this podcast is authentic, as long as you are being authentic, it will come off as different than if Allison and I did the exact same quote, even if we both took a quote and turned it into a graphic that was branded for our businesses it would look different. It would feel different. The content with it would be different. And so that's the beauty of, 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 I think, following people in your industry to see what they're doing to help inspire you to be your best you. And um, not feeling like you're competing with everybody in your business because there is enough, enough business, enough people, enough customers around for all of us. So, I mean, I, I think that you and I both agree that authenticity is the, the name of the game. It's the, it's the game changer in your business if you want to be set you know, set yourself apart from everybody else like you. But mm -hmm. why don't you close with your top marketing tip or piece of wisdom for the listeners? What would be your number one marketing tip, online digital marketing tip, anything that you feel connected to? What's your tip? I'm going to part my favorite quote, and it just goes off what you said. Tons of people may do what you do, but nobody does it like you do. 
Yeah. So figure out what it is that is how you do it in a way that is uniquely yours. And then that's your guidepost. Use mm -hmm. that to guide you as you tell your story in different social channels, how you craft visuals. Um, and keep in mind that there's lots of people out there, they're doing it, but nobody does it like you do. Right. I love it. And this episode, Allison, is dedicated to the dogs. Thank you. They're going to be so happy. I can't wait to talk. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I will drop in the show notes your links and where to find you and all of your social channels. You guys rush off and follow Allison and the Wolf Dog Marketing Team. We're going to have your partner, Jen, on uh, the podcast as well. I can't wait for that. Me too. Thank you, Allison, so much for being on this casual conversation of the Market Your Biz Better podcast. You guys, market your biz better. Hey, thanks again for listening to this episode of the Market Your Biz Better podcast. I absolutely love connecting you to the people who help me market my biz better. I know there are tons of podcasts that you can listen to, so I'm pretty excited that you've chosen to listen to mine. Now, I want you to hop on over to the show notes, use all those links that we dropped over there for you that we mentioned in this episode, and I will see you next time. Now go market your biz better.